162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.com. It's millennials. They don't care about getting stuff right. You've given up on them, haven't you? Well, yeah. Well, why? (laughs) Of course. Why wouldn't I? I hate him also. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, look at you. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brother. Does he look like a bitch? What? Go on. All right, we've got a lot to talk about. There's the fader for the music. we got a lot to talk about today, Jay. And I start by reading to you a list of numbers. 35, 30, 39, 3, 9, 27, 14, 13, 28, 33, 11, 25, 25, 9, 6, 9, and 20. Did I just read you the winning lotto numbers? No, or something you read else? The, the spreads of the NBA playoff game. Wow, how'd you know that? I just pulled it out of my ass. Thank you. Average margin of victory has been 19.8 points. There has been a total of seven clutch time minutes, according to whatever nerds determine what is or is not clutch time. Where I, I, I rewatched about two weeks ago The Last Dance, the Michael Discourse, and I long for the days of games in the 90s settled by five points or less. Yeah, that would be nice. But, I mean, yeah. maybe there's been more recent playoffs in which the games have been close. Is there a larger thing going on here we can point to? Is it the three-point shot? Everybody's favorite whipping boy in basketball? All these guys do now is shoot threes. Well, okay, I'm going to say yes. And, of course, because I'm Coach Carter. But... Uh, <laughs> People have failed to, people have, you know, the model of the uh, Warriors is like, oh, we've got, but the Warriors do something that te- other teams don't do. When they are shooting one for 15, like the Heat last night, they do this thing called move in to get better shots. They <laughs> do this thing called going to the cup. Right. So you get an easier shot. No, the Heat just kept, the Heat just kept jacking up shots. The, the, the Mavericks it just keep jacking them up. We'll hit three, maybe, out of 50. <laughs> That's just stupid. Right. Just jack them up, jack them up, jack them up. Well, I don't know what the finals are going to be like. Tonight, Golden State takes on Dallas in game four, up 3 nothing. Oh, that game was too late for today's Zabecast. Please check your local <laughs> listings for scores <laughs> and details. 
<laughs> but uh, I, I don't know if the finals will be good. I don't even know if who I'm rooting for. I'm sure the networks are rooting for Boston and Golden State over Miami and Dallas. Um, but I, I went back and I found the worst NBA finals ever. Oh, can I? Oh, okay. Wait a minute. See Let if me... you can guess what okay. was the worst NBA finals ever. It was a finals in which you said, oh, my God. Just get this off my television already, please. The Detroit Pistons. Uh, <laughs> yes. And, and oh, there's more than one. It, Wait a it, minute. It was a seven-game finals, which you couldn't get off the TV fast enough. It was so awful. They played okay. the San Antonio Spurs. Spurs. That's right. Okay, I knew it was. <laughs> Wait a minute. Was it? Who was the one? Who, who did Detroit beat? Was it the Lakers? They beat the Lakers. That's well, right. I'll go to the Wikipedia page in a second. I'm looking at the uh, 05 finals. Here are your scores from that year's seven game, a seven game series. Ought to be entertaining, right? This one, uh, one was truly a Jesus, God, get off my TV. <laughs> uh, 84 69, oh game God. one, Spurs. 97 76, Spurs, game two. 96 to 79 Pistons game 3 102 to 71 game 4 Pistons are now tied two games apiece the losing team in the first four games is averaging 73 points a game and there is a 31 point a 25 point and a, or no 15 point or 17 point math is not my strong suit there's a ton of blowouts, by the way. Hold on. 84 minus 69, that's 15, right? 15-point okay. blowout. 97 minus 76 is 31, 21. 16, 21, 17, and 31-point blowouts, with the low score being an average of 73. For two teams that had no real super sexy stars, of course, Tim Duncan was the big star for San Antonio. For the Pistons, their big star Chauncey? was Richard Hamilton. Oh, and was Chauncey, it Chauncey? Well, okay. and Chauncey Billups. <laughs> also, Ben Wallace. Sheed was on that team as well. <clears throat> so you got two teams with no real sexy stars. You got an average of like 25-point blots in the first four games. And there's two, two markets nobody cares about, Detroit and San Antonio, right? Very true. By the way, can I off subject very quickly? Hold on. Yeah, the, the, the series gets uh, gets a little better in which there's an overtime game five. Spurs win it 96-95, but it's overtime. They still can't, can't crack 100. Then the Pistons win game six by nine, and then in game seven, uh, the Pistons lose 81-74. to Ufa. Go ahead. Uh, off topic. I, I would like to no, it was just on topic, but I would like to tear down the NBA Hall of Fame. Or and I'm sorry, it's not the NBA Hall of Fame. It's the basketball hall of fame. Right. But the fact that Ben Wallace can make a Hall of Fame is absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> He's in the Hall of Fame? Yes, he got in this year. Ben yes. Ben yes. fucking Wallace can't yes. shoot outside his shadow. The guy who was originally the worst shooter in the world, aside from Ben Simmons. Maybe it's a I've, Ben thing. <laughs> I've had people tell me that I think he won 
defensive player of the year twice, maybe three times. And, hey, how about and I'm like, that? Thank you. That's what I said. But Dennis Rodman's in the Hall of Fame. Okay, Ben Wallace's career points per game. Go. Nine. <laughs> You're wildly optimistic. 5.7. <laughs> How many boards, though, did he get? Okay, he did average. 13? 13? Uh, let's see. He averaged 9.6. Whoa, whoa, but, whoa. Yeah. Really? Yeah, at his peak. <laughs> at his peak, he uh, went 12, 12 boards a game, 15 boards a game in 02, and 13 boards a game in the following two years. But that does not make a Hall of Famer. Well, no, no. I'd like to. And then I, I've had people yell at me because – well, Arvita Sabonis is in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Arvita Sabonis at one time was possibly the third or fourth best center in the world. So I know the I know the Arvita Sabonis we saw. Oh my God! There, with, there it is. Ben Wallace is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. What yeah. the hell? I, I know Arvita Sabonis that we saw in Portland was not the Arvita Sabonis that that I remember seeing at like the Goodwill Games, who was a depth at passing and a inside presence. Ben Wallace, no, not a Hall of Famer. That's uh, it. He was at Off Ben Wallace. Soapbox. No, that's fine. I, I did not know that. Uh, he was inducted in September of 2021, so this was last fall. I think this class is a piece of shit too. <laughs> let me uh, let me look at the class of 20. Look up yeah, the class I of 2021. I got to read you this uh, quote though from Ben Wallace. Ready? Legacies are built to last, but what type of legacy are you building? What protects your legacy? I'll tell you my legacy. I wasn't welcome. I was too small. I couldn't play the game the way they wanted me to play the game. Sound like an uneven game to me? Put me on a level playing field and I'll show you. Okay, let's be honest. What's the one thing you think of when you think of Ben Wallace? Let's be honest. He was a wizard. And then he went to the Pistons. He he was just, he was a one-trick pony. He was rebounds and defense. I think of Malice at the Palace. Oh, what was he? What was his role in that? He was the one who literally started it all because it was out of hand, and he pushed um, Meta World Peace, and that's how it all started. The game was out of hand. He shouldn't have been in the game because they were down by like fifteen, and I believe the story was his brother or friend or cousin had died, and he was had this all this pent up hostility. And he pushes Meta World Peace. Oh. Who then, instead of retaliating, okay, okay. Oh, here's the class, by the way. Mono <sighs> Ginobili, deservedly so. Tim Hardaway, diver- deservedly so. Bob Huggins, George Carl, oh, referee Hugh Evans, Lindsey Whalen. Bob Huggins, Hall of Famer. The fuck I think out he, of I, here. I think he is a Hall of Fame coach. No. So, yeah, because it's, I, I think. Listen, I my, think my whole. Any Hall of Fame uh, in any sport for me is a Gotta much win a title. Well, it's a much tighter standard. It's a much higher bar than what is generally accepted in any sport these days. I really am stingy about calling somebody a Hall of Famer. Uh, like, for example, you, the name Chris Paul came up the other day on the show, and they said Hall. Of, I, they said Hall of Famer. I go. And they're like, ah, all-time a leader in assists. Or I don't know if he's all-time, but he's up top five in assists. And I, I recognize, I go, well, he's certainly going to get in. 
according to today's standards. I'm just saying that my standards are he's right on the edge of it. Because in part, I do believe you should win a title or come real close like Carl Malone did. If you don't win a title, you have to be league MVP yes. and, be, and be top five or four or three at your position. Hence my, my argument with, um, oh God, Drew about Scott Rowland even getting a sniff of the MLB Hall of Fame. Yeah. He was none of those things. But you can back it up with inflated numbers from yeah. a steroid error. So I think again, you got to I think you got to finish top three in MVP voting at least yes, multiple yes. years. Top least, three. Yes. You may not win it, but you got to be top three. Like guys that never won it, like Barkley, without a doubt. Yeah. First ballot. Carl Malone, first ballot. Um, who am I? Who am I missing? Who the one NBA player? Um, but I think Chris Paul, because I believe he finished top three or four in MVP voting before. And he's a six-foot guard who kind of dominated. He was was he not one of the three best players at his position for ten years or ten years plus? Yeah, we can say okay. I mean, I, I, I think it's 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 pretty much right there on the edge. Now, Swin Cash, I've got. No, I'm being funny. I have no idea. Swin Cash. <laughs> hey, funny. speaking of Barkley, where do you stand on a where do you stand Wednesday on the Charles Barkley experience as it continues on TNT? Big fan still? I I still love Barkley. Here's a great moment from the other night as Shaq was reading a promo for an upcoming TNT program, and then Charles starts ripping on him, and they go, oh, could you do better? Take a listen. TNT's Alienist premieres this Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and is one of IMDb's most anticipated new shows of 2018. It's based on the best-selling murder mystery novel by Caleb Carr set in Kenny's hometown, New York City, 1896. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Time out. Yeah. Y'all giving him credit for knowing how to read? <laughs> All right, what you reading then? Come on, dude. Oh, All right, no, no, I was. Go ahead, go. Go ahead, go, Chuck. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, you first. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. Go ahead, just go. Y'all giving this guy credit. No, we're not. Go ahead, Chuck. Okay. And we'll see who's better. Okay. We'll see who's better. Go. TNT, the alienist, premieres. <laughs> he fucks it up right away. <laughs> the, the TNT, what? the alienist. The alienist. TNT, the alienist, TNT. premieres this Monday at 9. This, nine. this is not a word. <laughs> this. This isn't. No, this is a word. Not this. <laughs> this. It ain't a word. D-I-S, go ahead, Chuck. is not a word. Hey, man. Like, not up on Y'all quit screwing around. All right, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I can't read. Go no, ahead. Here you go. Hey. No, you go ahead, people. You can't read. TNT, the alienist. Alienist. <laughs> Okay, it's time. It's time for more Shaq than a fool. Oh my god! By the way, we will never get another uh, post-game pregame show better than that in any sport. It can't be done. No. When once they're done, it's over. That's it. See, what's funny is they have genuine camaraderie, and they produce actual moments of wow. That's truly funny. And yet the chuckle fests on the NFL pregame shows is so terrible. It's so forced. Why can't they come close to approaching that? Can I say the best postgame pregame NFL show was Tom Jackson and Chris Berman? Oh, God. Well, 
NFL prime time. And, and I dislike Chris so Berman. Good. I but know. That was a great show. I would, that was must see. Maybe, and I was too young to remember, maybe you can talk to Andy Poley about uh, <laughs> yeah. NFL Today with Phyllis George and Brent Musburger. I don't remember that at all. Right. But the NFL primetime is, was and is the best. I hate the NBC show. Uh, I hate the Fox show. I hate the CBS show. I know, and and I, I just don't know why. As much as they try to, you know, create this uh, forced bonhomie, that they fall so short every say. Like it's 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 terrible, is what it is. I mean, first of all, Terry Bradshaw is way past his prime, right? And not even that funny or interesting. Yeah, exactly. By the way, here you go. 1981, Week 2 CBS. And the Chicago Bears. A week ago, the NFL Bears studio away show. a game to Green Bay, but Walter Payton was in stride. He scored, and he'll be looking to do the same against the 49ers. And live, sold out San Diego's Jack Murphy Stadium, where Detroit's Billy Sims will push his sophomore of the year claims against <laughs> Billy the Sims. team that has added a ground attack to its already explosive passing game. And now live, sold out Texas Stadium where the Cardinals' Neil Omax will make his first regular season start against the Cowboy team that's won 10 regular season games in a row at home. Oh, wait a minute, and I just remember the ABC Monday Night Booth. That was pretty good. ...for the U.S. Open Championship, and I'm going to tell you all about football. Jimmy, San Francisco lost its opening game, but the 49ers are either building a defensive dynasty. The late we'll see how they're Earth doing cross. Scores and highlights of today's action. First week results for three or more than 200 NFL rookies. A game in the life of some fans. It's the season's second Sunday, coming right at you on the NFL Today. <laughs> this was music that said, your life, your life as a 13-year-old is about to get fucking awesome on a Sunday. Okay, here's one. What's better, this opening or the Monday Night Football? Oh, there, there is no greater opening. There's no greater piece of sports music than the uh, not original Monday Night Football open, but the one that was in the 1970s, I believe. Because there's I'll been be a number, gonna... there's been a number of them over the <sighs> years. I'm okay, talking that's about a great one. I'm talking about the classic one, which I think is this one right here. Still gets me fired up. Actually, this is from 89 to 2005. You're talking about the 1971 where they actually have the sound from the control booth. Ready? Sound one. And then they go right to, okay, Mount Rushmore, Monday Night Football, CBS Sports, the NCAA 1980 Open or 1990s Open to there, this NCAA tournament and and NBC's uh, basketball. Yeah. That's another. That was that's my four favorite. Yeah, uh, heavy action is the name of the cut they used for the Monday Night Football Open. Heavy action is what they called it. Here we go. Okay. So good.
A music teacher once told me that all music is, Jay, is tension and release. At its core, tension and release. That's music. It's not noise. It's not notes. It's not rhythm. It's tension and release. Can you feel the tension winding right now in is this that theme? What you, is that what you tried to invoke into the Zabin 4? Yes. Or the Zabin 5. The, Sorry, the Zabin 5. Depending on if Roshan on his keyboard. Listen to the tension. It's building. Here comes the release. And it spills out sort of like a log flume. And now you're riding on the sweet melody. Good stuff. All right, we're, we're, we're sidetracked on theme music. I'm so sidetracked, sorry. That's okay. 162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.com. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's uh, let's move to other more important things, such as is Doja Cat really a rapper just because she says she is? I saw her once on SNL. Okay. And no, she's not a rapper. <laughs> no. The, the story I sent you was uh, a story about how she says, I'm going to rap my entire next album just to prove the haters wrong. No, she's not a rapper. <laughs> not a rapper? Did you at least no. sample her music? Oh, I, I heard, I, I literally have heard very little of her. And like I said, I saw her once on SNL and I said, what is this bullshit? <laughs> Doja Cat. Yeah, not, uh, not, not, not a hip hop artist, no. Let's see what if I... Wait... Apparently, she's got um, 22 songs on her Greatest Hits full album. The name of the songs include Kiss Me More, Juicy, Ain't Shit, 
bottom bitch, freak, pussy talk, and won't bite. Oh, I've heard this song. I've heard this gal. I mean, look, you know, it's like she's hot. She can be synthesized and processed and delivered, you know, as a pop product. This is music these days. Okay, by the way, if you would like uh, my musical uh, tip of the week to listen to. I wouldn't mind it. I, I, uh, two weeks ago, I bought a, a download. Bought, how old am I? Downloaded a CD. Downloaded a CD. I bought a, com- a music. I bought yeah. a compact disc at yeah. Goody Records. <laughs> I downloaded the music of the group Silk Sonic, which is Bruno Mars and this guy named Anderson Pock. And literally, what they have done is they have uh, brought back 1970s funk, and it's incredible. What? Okay, let, Silk uh, Sonic and Bruno Mars smoking out the window. Oh, Bruno! No, here you go. Bruno Mars and Silk Sonic sing. Leave the door train. open. Love's train. Oh, really? Okay, love, yeah. love train. Love's train. Lo- it, loves. It, it, oh, yeah. loves train. Okay, there and it is. It, it, it's a remake of some of them can function, and it might be better than the original, which is hard to say. Oh, wow. Confunction cover. Yes. Oh, this is my jam, Jay. I'm definitely going to download this shit. By the way, I had somebody email me complaining about what's with all these streaming services that charge you every month? I want to own my own music. And I'm like, sir... You still don't see the wonderful genius of streaming music, and you're not happy to pay the nine bucks a month to get anything you want, to get things you didn't even know existed. At first, I was similar. I was like, why would I want to pay every month? I'll buy the songs I like. But then I realized, I don't, there's a ton of shit I don't even know I like. I don't even know exists. And you you call it up on an instant. Yes. Yes. Bruno Mars is so fucking good, by the way. He really is. Oh, my God. Okay, good. All right, so now now I know. Something yes. to download. Okay. Uh, yes. Moving, moving right along. Uh, next up on our list of topics that I sent to you. Uh, Tim Anderson and the Jackie argument. Uh, Josh Donaldson got a one-game suspension for calling him Jackie. He said it was basically trash talk and the fact that uh, you know, Anderson called himself the new Jackie Robinson in an interview a couple of years ago. Others deemed it to be racist. Jay? Uh, as the arbiter of all things racist, uh, we are putting this in the not racist category. Okay. It was simple shit talking, right? Which happens yes. on a baseball diamond. Yes. And by the way, Jackie Robinson uh, did not um, go through hell just to be able to bat flip Tim Anderson. <laughs> so exactly. you're the- not the modern day Jackie. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, the the horrific shit Jackie Robinson had to endure to break the color barrier is so unbelievable when you then stack it against, hey, somebody called you Jackie after a hard tag. That's not hardship. You're not being shuttled into the back door of hotels because there were segregated hotels back in the day. 
no, you're not having names. You're not having death threats uh, issued to you. You're not having guys going spikes up trying to injure you every single close play at second. Nobody's calling your house saying they're going to kill your kids. Thank you. Exactly. Um, The NFL is having a dilemma with the Pro Bowl, Jay. They don't (laughs) know what to do with it. They're thinking about getting rid of the game entirely, keeping the weekend for all the corporate goodness of money, 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 and getting the players there to walk around, do drills or whatever, but just not playing the game. Is the Pro Bowl fixable? No, I, it's funny because the future ex Mrs. Cottrell, who's sitting right here, by the way. Oh, nice. Uh, we were talking about that, and she said, what's the point? I said, exactly. <laughs> if they were to get rid of tackling, what's the point? Nobody watches it anyway. But once upon a time, they played the game with enough tackling that it was a credible-ish game. It, it, it was a game that nobody said in the 80s, this is awful. It's not even football. Because once upon a time, players made no money, and this was an extra 30000 right. or something. So, Yeah, well, we're learning more about load management now in sports. Guys are taking off for all kinds of reasons, just like, ah, so you're going to miss some time. No big deal. Like, I dared to bring up the whole subject of how long is too long for paternity leave in baseball? I think a, I think a week is the maximum amount of time you should get. What if it's hit, what if it's in the middle of a pennant race in September? What if you're, you're the, were... what if you're the closer on a team and your team blows three leads while you're home changing diapers? I can't remember what baseball player did this, but his mom died during the season and he put off the funeral because it was during the pennant. Yes, that happened. Okay. Wow, that's yeah, that's pretty crazy right there. Yeah. That's so, both baseball players are wide. Worldwide right. differently. Sorry. All right. So uh today there was a number of teams that held their OTAs, their uh organized team activities. The mandatory minicamp is coming up later in June. There's a second blurb of this. And I said that these OTAs are completely worthless. But I said it doesn't mean you shouldn't do them. Do you understand my distinction by saying, yeah, they don't do anything, but you might as well do them anyway? They don't do anything for – well, they don't show anything. Right. But it's needed because the rookies have to get their little little reps in. I don't think it's needed. I think it is, um, for lack of a better word, I think it's – it's fine to do it, but it's not going to impact things because you're going to have a whole month of real practice come August, right? So whatever you work on in these OTAs, you're going to work on that and then some in August. I don't think any team gets to the end of August and the NFL is like, ah, shit, we ran out of time, <laughs> right? We should have put some of this stuff in back in June or May. Uh, the former player and coach, any practice is good practice. Any okay. practice is good. Okay. I, 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 yeah. Nah, I, any practice is good. Well, I like in these OTAs because, first Uh-oh. of all, they're, they're, over, they're over-covered. They're over-covered by the media. That True. the media sends camera crews, and they just want to ask the players a question. They asked um, uh, uh, Randall Cobb, how, how, how does it feel without Rodgers here for this OTAs? How do you feel about that? And they just got to get them on 
on microphone, on camera. It's just content is all it is. It's really a chance for the NFL content whores to get something to talk about as we're still 108 days away from football, right? I.e. the NFL Network. Yeah, well, but also local markets, like the local affiliates. They, they can't resist, you know, getting that sound and getting that stuff. Sure. So, so sure. I likened it to, I said, OTAs are like jumping jacks for Army recruits. I said, when you get a recruit in the Army and they're in basic training, what's one thing they do? They do jumping jacks, right? Yes. But when it comes to war and bullets flying and bombs exploding, what are those fucking jumping jacks going to do? Nothing. Because it's war. The NFL, when you're really tackling, it's war. Now, I'm not saying don't do jumping jacks because you got these guys in basic training. They got to do something. You got to get them out of the barracks. You got to get them moving around. Do some jumping jacks, run a mile, whatever, but it's not going to matter when the bullets start flying. How's that for an analogy? Not good. You don't like it. I can tell. No, 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 no. This is me thinking because. <laughs> yeah. So in other words, I'm, I'm not saying don't do war. it. I'm not. <laughs> okay, fine. Oh, you're being <laughs> sensitive. I, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying it doesn't matter. People say, well, if it doesn't matter, you shouldn't do it. And I'm like, no, that's not the case. It's okay if something doesn't matter to the end goal. And it's just something to do anyway as part of practice or routine or whatever. Okay, that makes okay. That okay. Hell, maybe there's a point. Maybe there's a player whose key card doesn't work at the facility. You got to get that sorted out. Good reason (laughs) to have him there for three days, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, before well, wait, no, no, yeah. no, 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 I'm laughing because uh, I was literally I was listening to uh, my favorite Pittsburgh station, and they were breaking down the uh, the order, the way the quarterbacks went. They were like, "Does it mean anything that Mitchell Trubisky went before Mason Rudolph and before uh, Kenny Pickett?" And I'm like, "You guys really have nothing to talk about." Yeah. Talk talk about the Pirates. How about that? (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, one more before we get to FTG. Where do you stand on Tom Cruise and the upcoming Top Gun Maverick remake or sequel uh, that has been in the works for a long time, was delayed because of the pandemic? They didn't want to release this into the middle of a pandemic. It's finally coming out. It looks spectacular. I have a soft spot for both the original Top Gun and I'm Tom Cruise positive, even though he's a whack job Scientologist. Where do you stand on this upcoming movie? Tom Cruise rarely fucks shit up, so I think it's going to be good. (laughs) He fucks shit up in what way? I said he rarely. Oh, he rarely. Right, exactly. How many bad movies has he done? Eyes Wide Shut. Okay. Funny that you think of that as one of the top movies. Jerry Maguire, Mission Impossible. Great movie. Uh, I did not see any of the Jack Reacher stuff. Me either. Not yet. Didn't see it. Okay. Risky Uh, Business. Right. War of the Worlds. Uh, All the right moves. Right. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. American Made. I'm just. uh, That was a good movie. Another good movie. Uh, let's go to the internet rankings because there's always an internet rankings about something. All the Tom Cruise movies ranked by the tomato meter. 
Do you know that Cocktail is 41? It's one of his worst movies. Cocktail. I am not a fan because the whole premise is stupid. Uh, Losing It, 1982. Very um, good movie. All right, let me just scroll. Shelly Long. Let me just cruise to the to the top here. I don't know why. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout is number one according to Rotten Tomatoes. Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol 2. Mission Impossible Rogue Nation 3. Risky Business 4. Edge of Tomorrow 5. Minority Report is 6. Uh, Rain Man, hello. Color of Money, ever heard of it? American-made collateral, uh, born on the 4th of July. A few good men. Again, doesn't fuck shit up. Magnolia, Jerry Maguire. Oh, Tropic fucking (laughs) Thunder. They need to make a movie on on that character alone. I'd I'd pay money to see that. Les Grossman. Yes, Les Grossman. (laughs) The bald, fat uh, Tom Cruise. Yes. But but funny as hell. Oh my god, that that is really good. If you have not seen uh, the Les Grossman scene in uh, in Tropic Thunder, uh, you are definitely missing out. Plus, how about the uh, theme at the end of the movie where he's just dancing around? Oh, a ludicrous song. No, no, low, low. Sorry. What? Yeah. All right. You play ball. We play ball. I know you want the goodie. Welcome to the goodie room. You paying attention? Because I'm talking the G5. All right. Okay, shall we get to oh, wait F- a minute, wait yeah. a minute. Before we get to FTG. Yes, sir. Have you been watching the new HBO Runaway hit? Uh um 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 We Own This City. No. Have you Should heard about I? this show? I vaguely have heard about it. What is it again? It's about, uh, <laughs> there was a thing in Baltimore uh, called the Gun Task Force. Oh, and, right, right. This yeah. is sort of this is sort of a wire reboot, according to people who have emailed me. Um, true of. or false, uh, the officer who got um, the second amount of time uh, played Pop Wonder Football with me. Get out! <laughs> that's it's very true yeah wow for for six years myself and uh tom allers who got 25 years holy shit bro. for his role in this yes holy yes. shit bro i yeah wow and fed time you got to do full time full time for fed time exactly right yes. all right here we go stand by I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, who gets it for you this week? Dan Snyder, just because he's such an asshole and they're <laughs> thinking about taking the team away from him. Right. And I'm very happy about that. And as much as I hate, you know, the former Washington Redskins, Washington Commanders, I feel bad because their their fans have had to suffer for 25 odd years with this little son of a bitch. Yeah, it's a it's a bad deal for sure and until he's finally ousted it's just not going to get better. Yeah. Like I don't know what it's going to take but he stays in there somehow some way I don't get it. So to Dan Snyder, Jay says, fuck that guy. Ooh.
right, here, here's my FTG. It's for everybody who is requesting to stay in Fugitive Vicky and Casey White's Indiana Motel Room. Do you see that story about these rednecks, jail escapees, that were finally tracked down in Indiana? She killed herself. The dude is like, well, I guess I'm going back to prison. I'm not killing myself. <laughs> uh, I did see that. It says She's a lovely least, woman, by the way. Yeah, oh, God. At least 70 true crime aficionados are on a list to stay in room 150 at the Motel 41 in Evansville, Indiana, where the lovebirds spent their final days together before Vicky killed herself in case he was caught after a chase. A motel clerk told the outlet that the ground floor room, which normally costs $63 a night, is now going for $75 to $100. Wow! Way to charge a premium for that! They say pussy's undefeated, but I guess in uh, for some women, the D is undefeated yes. as well. Because she killed herself, risked everything yes. just for this scumbag inmate. So, all right. Jay, is always a pleasure, my friend. You go canoodle with the Mrs. C and have yourself a fabulous Tuesday night watching the NBA Western Conference Finals. Or whatever you're going to watch. What are you going to watch? Oh, well, I'm going to watch uh, This Is Us and then the Western Conference Finals. Okay, yes, very good. I said that out loud. All right. <laughs> very good. All right, Jay, we'll talk to you next week, buddy. Thanks. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. All right, that's a wrap for us today. Thank you so much for listening and downloading Spread the Word. Rate and review on iTunes or the Apple App Store. iTunes is whatever. If you see a place to rate this podcast, please give it a five-star review. It helps with our algorithmic overlords. Thanks for listening. Have a great Wednesday, and we will see you next time. hundred and sixty two games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props, galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit three hundred dollars and play with two hundred dollars instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a my bookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com.